Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good afternoon. Um, we've finished yesterday practice, uh, excuse me, the day before practice eight. And uh, we've, uh, kids have been working really hard. Um, been some challenges, uh, but we've been uh, getting better every day. Um, some new faces, uh, new offense, and um, I see a lot of really positive things moving forward. All right. Uh, Percy, go ahead. I'm going to start with you. Hey, Coach. How are we doing? How are you, person? I'm all right. I'm all right. This is this is in- interesting. All, all, all of this is kind of <laughs> all right. Whatever. Hey, uh, can you give us a uh, update with Nas? Uh, that's the first part, and then just the like second part of that. Just um, just if he's not available, what does that do to your team? Well, right now, just for the, the, you know, sticking just to the statement, um, going through the process. But Nas has, obviously, you're talking about a guy who's an all-league caliber player, fourth-year uh, player, started to really thrive in moments last year. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, he can come back. If not, uh, it would be a huge loss for us. Go ahead, Percy. Oh, yeah, just uh, so um, is it something that you're in? Um, I don't know how much you can speak to this, but is it something that is it team wise that or is it something that you're awaiting a decision from somebody else? Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into that other than, you know, we're just, you know, we're preparing for both scenarios. And, um, you know, we've got a good team. We've got a couple new players and we're just – you know, like anything, we're, you know, foundationally, you know, getting our zone really good, uh, still messing with some man-to-man uh, offensively. Uh, we're spacing it out. we got a lot better spacing. We're playing with a better pace. And um, now we got to make some shots. <laughs> sure. All right, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Lauren, go ahead. Uh, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, so first of all, have you gotten an update on any of the waivers that you're waiting for? No, we're still waiting. Uh, we're state, we're waiting for one and, uh, we'll announce, uh, when we get both waivers, uh, if they're allowed to play or not, but, um, uh, yeah, we're still in the process of waiting for one. And what's it been like? I mean, what's the kind of getting together a non-conference schedule? What's that whole situation been like for you guys and how close are you? <laughs> Lawrence Gray has been, it's been a real challenge. Um, You know, we lost some games and um, uh, we're, you know, we're putting it back together piece by piece. We're almost done the PAC 12. We're awaiting the PAC 12 uh, with our schedule. Um, But in terms of non-conference, I think we're one down. Uh, Cameron Dollar's done an amazing job. Um, Talk about being ready for anything. Uh, We've, been thrown curveballs, knuckleballs, some World Series terminology, <laughs> knuckle curves. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've, we've been able to be fluid and move through it and, and, and find some good games and games that we feel will, will help us uh, prepare for our league, which will be tough. And you've talked about this a little bit, but what's it been like just to have, I mean, Quade Green getting ready with you guys, and what has his response been like from last year? He's been he's, – he's grown in so many different areas. Uh, and, uh, you know, he took accountability for his actions and he's, he's improved and had his best quarter academically and he's working. He's been a better leader. He's been great every day in practice. He's really growing. Uh, so he's taken that so-called negative and turned it into a positive. And I believe he'll be, uh, if not the best guard in the league, one of the best guards in the league and, and maybe even in the country. And so 
Uh, we're really, really high on him. He's been playing really, really well and has been a really good leader to our guys. All right, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Chris Fetters, coming at you next. Hey, Hop, long time, no chat. Hey, Chris. Hey, um, you have me intrigued when you said new offense. Can you tell us some things without giving away the store? And I have we, one more question. You know what, we're, we're trying to play faster um, offensively. Uh, last year, I thought we, you know, we shared the ball. I just felt like our player movement wasn't great. So we've gotten better with our spacing, our player movement. Um, and, you know, we're opening up lanes so we can drive. Um, you know, sometimes the last three years we've been very post uh, driven and uh, there's that's that limits a lot of dribble penetration and so um, you know we've been just working on really getting the ball down the court getting great spacing and then when the ball moves player moves and it just it's a, a better flow a better rhythm and uh, I think be way more effective and also I know Jerron's not a new guy for you but for the fans there could be up to four new scholarship guys that they see this season uh, could you tell us a little bit about each one of those guys and how you feel like they're great fits for your program? Yeah, Jerron has been, uh, you know, improving uh, daily. He's improved since we've been here uh, uh, in our, you know, whatever we call preseason. Um, he's, he's improved his shot. Uh, he's better defensively in what we do in terms of our zone, understanding that with a year under his belt in terms of practice. Um, but, you know, Jerron is a, has been a score uh, his whole life and the guy you could play through and he's just getting better and he gives us another offensive player that can post that can face and uh, really really high on him if you think he's going to have a great year um, two other new guys transfers uh, Eric Stevenson um, he's a you know tough guy a really smart basketball player with the ability to shoot the ball um, seems to make the right play most of the time, um, and uh, you can you can see his experience when he plays. Uh, Cole Bajima is a guy who is um, just he's he's just got so much offensive abilities. He's six seven six seven and a half. He's got the ability to get in the lane. Still needs to get stronger, uh, but his IQ shows, his skill level shows, and a guy who's going to be a a great player in this program. And uh, one other guy, uh, Nate Pryor, he's um, – uh, boy, he's like a coach on the floor. He, he, he gets guys in the offense. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's been – after the eight or nine practices that we've had and uh, uh, from the workouts, you can tell that uh, why he was so sought after. He's a guy who can really run a team, uh, get you in your offense. And as, as a friend told me before, he goes, when you ever have Nate Pryor, you know you'll be able to sit on the bench and, and, and breathe comfortably. Uh, when he plays. So really excited about him. All right, Chris, are you good? Okay, we're going to go to Tony next. Tony Castropone. Hey, Coach. Tony, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. Um, with Quade coming back, you had an emerging point guard in Marcus Sahonis toward the end of last year. Um, have have there been some experimentations with him at maybe other spots at guard, or is he looking to be a, a real solid um, uh, uh, interchange with Quade? What, what what's the thoughts on Marcus? Marcus is a guy; he's a proven player in our system. Um, he can play both guard positions. Uh, later in the year, we were playing him and Elijah together for most of the time, uh, and it was a good combination. Him and Quade make a great combination. They both have the ability. Uh, the shoot in the high 40s from the three-point line. Uh, they both have a positive assisted turnover ratio. And, you know, Marcus is an intelligent player with a lot of experience, especially in what we do. So, you know, you can play him on the ball, off the ball. Um, he's, uh, he's a guy that uh, he's really, really high on him. He's going to have a great year for us, uh, but proven. I know you've got uh... – kind of a, an opportunity to, to see how the schedule's forming a little bit, even though it's not finalized yet. But how weird is it not to have a finalized schedule a month out from the season? You know what? It's uh, this year's 2020, man. Um, it's, uh, it's been a challenge in a lot of different ways, but we've also learned a lot and uh, grown a lot in so many different areas. And, you know, it is what it is. Listen, you gotta, you gotta, you know, play the hand that you're dealt, and we got to try to find games. 
going into the season, we had uh, uh, we were we had Auburn coming to our place uh, before November 25th. We had Oklahoma uh, playing in Las Vegas, and then we had Gonzaga, and we've lost all three games, and so that's been a challenge. Uh, and so putting together a schedule that we believe will help this team grow, get better, bond, um, and then hopefully. Uh, you know, we don't have any outbreaks. It seems like the healthier teams are, are uh, going to be able to play and, and not have any bumps in the road. But that uh, seems like also a big challenge moving forward. So we've been educating these kids on a day-to-day basis about the responsibility. And we've uh, crossed our fingers that we've, uh, that we've, uh, we've handled the, the pandemic well so far. And, and I know veteran leadership is so big in, in college basketball. With, with Nas being a question mark at this point, tell me a little bit about Hamir and the role he's taken on with this team. You know, Hamir is a guy that we, you know, he's, he's, he cares about everybody. He's got great leadership ability. Um, he's all about the team. Um, and uh, I think Quade, both him and Quade being seniors, they've done a really good job of, you know, bringing it and, uh, you know, being vocal leaders. And then not, you know, sometimes Quade is not as vocal as, as Hamir, but he has the ability with the way that he plays, uh, being a leader for general. Uh, and then I think Nate, Nate Roberts and uh, Jamal Bay have been great leaders as well. They've I've kind of done the, and, and Travis Rice, I've had like the five prong approach, uh, a couple seniors, guys who have been here, seeing what it's been when we've had success, and then a couple young guys that can carry it on as we move forward. So I uh, feel very strongly about those five leaders uh, going into the season. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome, Tony. All right, Dan Rayley, coming at you next. Go ahead, Dan. Hi, Mike. Hey, Dan. I was curious, I'm trying to figure out this waiver process. Do, do the other schools where these kids come from, do they have to sign off on this? To, to make the process go or, or, or not? You know, there's many different processes, but obviously the schools really um, supporting the transfer uh, helps the process. Some do, some don't. Um, for the most part, um, you know, I've seen every type of different um, reason for the waiver. We feel we have a good case for both our guys and, you know, hopefully they'll both be eligible to play. And you mentioned that uh, one of these was, is it settled and you're just holding back to make one announcement? Is that the idea? Yeah, we're just waiting until we get information on both and uh, we'll move forward after that. So without naming names, is it a good, a good result? You know what? You're, 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 you're prying me. I feel like I'm at the presidential debate. I got I, I'm moderating. Well, you're moderating. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, you know what? I'd rather, uh, I, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be great news for both of them. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, good answer. All right, Tim Booth, coming to you. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Mike. Um, with the the non conference schedule, I know we'll see it when it finally gets released. But did you have to take a more regionalized approach with with putting it together? I mean, you mentioned Auburn and Oklahoma being off the schedule now is it, is it more like a, a west coast or a, even a northwest based sort of non-conference slate we, we've been more regional for sure uh, there's no question about that and uh, we've had opportunities where people wanted to get us to go out east and it's just i don't think it's the right thing to do especially at this time so we've we've regionalized regionalized our schedule for the most part we'll be at home um we'll have one uh one out of state, uh, but still very close. And then are you guys hosting a multi-team event or not? We are. You are, okay. Um, and then last thing, you mentioned the, the two, the transfers with Eric and, and Cole. Is the intent that if both waivers come in that both will play this year? I mean, you mentioned with Cole, he could put on a little bit more strength and weight, or would you potentially look at redshirting, maybe in his case specifically, Cole? Well, they're, they're both really talented players, and if we could have them on our roster playing, we want that to happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be figuring out who our top eight or nine are in terms of our rotation, but uh, we like our team. They're both exceptionally talented. Um, all four new guys, we talked about Jerron Brooks, Nate Pryor, uh, Cole Bajima, and Eric Stevenson. Uh, really been adapting really well to what we do and, and how we play and really, uh, really promising players. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, Larry Stone, you're up next. Go ahead, Larry. 
Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I was just wondering, you said a couple of times that you, you like this team. What are the factors that give you confidence that this could be kind of a, a turnaround season for you? And what, are, what needs to go right for things to, to, to go I well think, for you? You know what? Um, I, I feel, you know, I, I know we can depend on our defense. I know that we've got something that's been proven to be good. Uh, I felt like we've struggled um, offensively the last couple of years. Not struggled. We've had our ups and downs where we can be more consistent. Uh, last year, we struggled, you know, a couple of the stats as we turned the ball over at, at a higher clip than we normally do. We've got to get that number down. And we only shot 32% from the three-point line this last year. So um, I feel like we've improved our ball handling, especially with the experience from Marcus and Quade coming back. And we've also have improved our shooting with our additions. And so I think those are two big factors that I feel like will be significantly better uh, than we were last year. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, last year we had so many new guys in new positions and we had these young superstars. This year we've got some proven players with a lot of mileage under their belt. And uh, that experience, especially at the guard position, will hopefully pay dividends. All right. Uh, Kim Grinalds. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Coach. Um, you lost a lot of size and length with uh, losing the guys from last year. How's that uh, change what you do this year specifically on defense? Well, you know, I go back to, uh, you know, we have a couple different types of teams that we can put out there. Um, the thing that I like about this team is our versatility. Um, I go back to uh, watching clips um, a couple years back where on some lineups we had David Crisp at six feet with – uh, Nas Carter up top with Jalen Noel at six three and a half in the back with Matisse Flabel at the other forward and Noah Dickerson at the center. Um, it might have been small, but we were potent offensively, and uh, and so I, I look at uh, a team uh, that we can put out there that can score, that's skilled, uh, that can limit our turnovers, and can really shoot the basketball. Uh, now it goes back to even if you're small, you've got to be tough, and um, I be I believe that uh, we've got some we got some toughness that will. I think shine through and, um, but, uh, you know, I think though the, the style part of it is, uh, intriguing to me and I, so far so good. Any, um, put on the noticeable weight and maybe looking a little bit more like Isaiah Stewart. What was that? Anybody add any significant weight in the off season? Well, Nate Roberts is, you know, six ten, two hundred and sixty five pounds. I need him to lose weight, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, he's, um, He's, he's been working really, really hard, uh, but could shut a few. Uh, you know, even, you know, we did a lot of, of preseason, but we weren't able to play for a long period of time. I think it was, you know, four to five months where you couldn't play. Couldn't play one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three. Um, and so, you know, it's a different type of conditioning. Uh, and so you we, we still have a long way to go, but – We've made major strides, and uh, it looks good so far, like I was saying. One more real quick. Just uh, what's it like having your son at practice? I tell you, um, to be able to, to see your child every day um, it is a blessing, and I'm grateful. Um, the only thing is, is he sees dad, the dad, and dad, the coach, which I hope I didn't shock him. Um, but uh, it's a it's a it's a dream come true for me. Uh, every time I get to see my son and tell him I love him, and give him a hug is pretty special stuff. Okay, Lars, you're up next. Go ahead, Lars. How's it going, Coach? <clears throat> good. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Hanging in there. Um, so I saw that you had a idea about a mini bubble. Perhaps I was wondering if you could just expand on that, and also what were your thoughts on the NBA bubble and how that went this season. You know, I don't really – I mean, it was more so coaches were tossing around uh, many bubbles uh, in our league and what we could do and how we could best serve uh, the safest environment possible for student-athletes. And, um, you know, when you look at the bubble that the NBA put together, there was not one positive. Um, and so they were uh, stickler to the rules. They had a process, and it obviously had worked. And um, – it's obviously a more challenging in college environment, and it's really, really expensive. Um, but for the most part, um, our uh, health, uh, our energy team slash uh, our medical staff and trainers have done an incredible job protecting our student-athletes, educating our student-athletes, 
And now with the rapid testing daily um, on days that we practice, it's been, it's been pretty impressive. And uh, I think we've taken every measure possible to keep them the safest that they can possibly be. It will be interesting now when you play a road game or you go and travel. Um, but for the most part, we're really, really happy with the process so far. And, uh, you know, safety is our number one concern, especially with our student athletes. And then my only other question, um, what has been the impact on recruiting? Just kind of what are your thoughts given that this year you haven't been able to see as many kids and how has that been? It's been a different, you know, it's been a, a different challenge. Obviously, we have a one commitment. I'm not allowed to speak about uh, who we're recruiting, but we have one commitment. And we're, you know, we, we like our team. Um, we have a lot of guys, you know, with the new rule with the NCAA about, you know, seniors. Everybody on the roster gets another year. Uh, that's it's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, I like I know when I was in college, I'd like to have another year. I don't care if I was a fifth year senior or whatnot. Uh, to have that extra year in an environment like this is is awesome. I think older teams win in college basketball, and uh, you know I think you know, I'm looking for the the experience and the momentum that we were building on in the last year to carry over to this year in terms of what it took to win, how to close out close games where we lost six or seven of them. And, um, um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like our team. So recruiting becomes a little bit different, especially with your whole entire roster has an extra year. Perfect. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Maz, you're up next. Go ahead, Maz. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Coach. Um, question was, going back to the offense, how much of you implementing the drive penetration going to the hoop has, is it more about the players? Or is it the evolution, like you said, you only went to the free throw line 32% of the time last year? Just what balance had you make that decision? Well, listen, we've been really fortunate to have really good big guys. Isaiah Stewart and, and Noah Dickerson are as good as you're going to get in college basketball uh, in, in any program. Just felt like personnel-wise who we have, um, you know, the game is about getting great space now. you got to be able to attack, and then you got to be able to play off of it. But the biggest weapon in the game is the three-point line. And the way that you get this is, is through great penetration, you know, getting the defense to collapse. And, and then or, you know, in transition. And that's where our pace is trying to get better. Our pace, our space, and then we got to share. Um, and and I, I believe that it's more so personnel-driven for us. Um, I believe we've improved our skill. Um, I think we have, you know, to win in college basketball, you got to shoot better than 32% from three. Uh, to win in college basketball, you can't have 15 or 16 turnovers a game. We need to get that number down. Uh, and then with hard, aggressive drives, because we have the space and we have these, you know, shooters being defended, we've got to be able to finish and get fouled. Huge part of the game. And so more so not only where the game is going, um, but we're also basically allowed to play positionless and have smaller you know, multiple smaller guys out there, uh, uh, you know, multiple point guards, uh, uh, two and three point guards, if you wanted to have them out there. Um, that makes us definitely more dangerous offensively, especially. Um, you mentioned this, you had some challenges. And then you said it's 2020. And then I'm wondering about your, you know, tougher together. What's the messaging, you know, that you've been given all those things right now? Listen, I really believe it. The, the tougher team usually wins, but not only that, the, the more together team wins. And that's why tougher together. It's what it's all about. And toughness, you got to, you know, you got to make the tough play. Toughness means being disciplined on the game plan, uh, doing your job. Uh, toughness is doing your job when you don't want to do your job. <laughs> toughness is when you got to work three jobs. Toughness is a lot of things uh, uh, that real life, uh, in real life is what it takes to be successful. And so uh, we believe in it. It's in our heart. It's what we do. And uh, that's our motto, bottom line. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. All right, Percy, I'm coming to you. And this will be the last one because um, we'll have players coming up after our coach is done. So, Percy, go ahead. Cool. Hey, hey um, I had heard you mention somewhere before that you're thinking in terms of the, the defense and just your perceptions of it last year, did you switch too much from zone to man? I have heard you said that hey, look, when you try to do both, you're, you know, you, you don't perfect either one. So are you thinking that it's just, it's just zone going forward? 
You know what? I, I'm not. I I, I, built, I believe last year um, the switching thing. It was there. There was too much. Uh, well, we should play more man. You know, there's too much questioning of what you do rather than saying, okay, if we're playing zone and this is what we do, we're either going to sink or swim. We've got to get better at it or not. And so I do like the option of being able to go to man to man. Um, I believe um, what happened last year was necessary, was not necessarily, that was a part of it. Uh, but the zone, we didn't defend the three point line great. And at the end of games, we weren't getting the stops that we were accustomed to getting when we had to have them. Multiple games, Oregon, Peyton Pritchard, fade away, two threes, uh, uh, Killian Tilly. Um, uh, and there was another three-pointer uh, in the wing uh, corner uh, that we were just a little bit too late. Um, you know, is that the Matisse Thibel factor? I don't know. It, it, he's pretty special in that position. But, you know, Jamal Bay has got great length. We just, we just got to – you know, that, that, that urgency at the end of those plays, that's what we got really good at in our first couple of years. And uh, we, we uh, kind of lost a couple last year where before that wouldn't have happened. So we're improving that. We're, we're highlighting it uh, to make sure that, that that's what we wanted in the shot clocks. And hopefully we can go out there and execute. You know, and, and, and then there's just, obviously it's way too early, but does the team even – have the, uh, the semblance of an identity yet? Well, I think the identity is always going to be our zone. It's what we do. It's different. Um, and I think, you know, our identity this year, I, I could see us be, a, you know, instead of maybe shooting 19 threes a game, you could, you're talking 25, 26, 27 threes a game, good threes, uh, but where it becomes a bigger part of what we do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, guys, we've got Jerron Brooks here. So I'll get started. Percy, you're on first. Go ahead. Hey there. Choo, 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 choo. Uh oh, I'm sorry about that. Hey there. How you doing? How are you doing, Jerron? Good. How about you? I'm all right. Hanging in. Hey, uh, can you tell us uh, just, you know, this past year, just uh, what, what this year has been like? All over the place with the obviously the pandemic and stuff like that getting back into the rhythm after being shoot we're off the court for like five months so um getting back into the rhythm of things just it's good being back we've been living in the gym so you know and then just you know aside just from the pandemic just in in terms of just you just in terms of transferring right. coming back home watching everything. So I guess it, it's really been even longer than just this past year, just this past two years for you. Right. No, I mean, it's been crazy just obviously leaving home for a year and coming back to just getting ready to get back into basketball because I was not, like when I went to USC, obviously I went in thinking I was going to play and um, ended up having to red shirt. Um, so it was, it was difficult for me. I kind of lost my mental a little bit. So coming back here and being surrounded by a bunch of gym rats and coaches that want to push you every day is, uh, I mean, it's what every basketball player wants. Are you able to get better if you're not playing basketball? Honestly. you better as in, and, and what? As in, as in being a basketball player. Like, you know, obviously you've been away from the game for two right. years, like haven't really played or like real game in two years. Right. Are you better now than what you were? Uh, yeah, I honestly think I, I'm better now, more motivated harder work and just try to change, switch my game up, change my shot. So I'm ready. And just, just as last thing for me here, um, you know, just uh, in terms of it's early, I get it. It's, it's way too early, but how do you think you may fit in with this team this year? Obviously they were so low post oriented last year um, with Isaiah. We get that this year now with Hopkins, he, she, she sort of talked about being more of a three point you know, right. we're, we're, we're getting more of the three-point shot and then driving kicks, you know, but obviously you're a, a big man. And so 
how do you think you sort of fit in with all of that? Oh, uh, well, shoot. I think with me just being versatile as I am um, and with the, the smaller team that we have, um, along with uh, Amir Wright, who's also vers super versatile, I think it's going to be we're almost like a mismatch for a lot of teams since we're so fast. We're going to push the ball a lot, um, a lot more drive and kick out to the three balls. So I think uh, me coming in, um, I'm going to play whatever role Coach Hop wants me to play. Hard on defense, um, rebound, score when I get the ball. All right, Jay. Appreciate Thank it. you. Appreciate you. All right, Lauren. Go ahead, Lauren. Hi, John. How are you? How you doing? Good. Um, so other than obviously coming back close to home, what was it about Washington uh, that made this the place you wanted to be? Well, I mean, obviously going to high school here, uh, growing up in the basketball, like forming into the basketball community, I think uh, just meeting a lot of people that came through here kind of helped me uh, when I was making the decision to transfer, come back here. Just obviously Coach Hop with the reputation that he has. And I've been knowing um, Coach Dollar and Coach Conroy for a while. So that kind of helped me um, talking with them during my transferring process, uh, you know, helped me come back here. You talked about getting better while you weren't able to play. Were there aspects of your game you were really focused on improving during that time? Um, well, honestly, just a main part of my game that I didn't have was like, which isn't technically basketball, but like flexibility. I was working a lot on like my body off the, you know, training, working on my body. And then as well as back for basketball, probably just more stretching my game, going out to the three-point line, changing my shot, working, working every day on my three-point shot, mid-range pull-up, stuff like that. And you hear players say, I mean, when they're sitting out, that they kind of see the game differently and learn different things when they're watching. Is that true? And, and what kind of things did you learn last year while watching? It is for sure. Just sitting, sitting the whole year out, watching every game, uh, trying to play, pay super close attention to everything. Um, uh, just honestly, just just seeing how teams are, how players are, how people play our team, um, how our defense works. Because obviously, going into our zone, it's it's hard to learn as a new player. But watching it for a year has kind of helped me get into the groove of our team. Um, and also just seeing how the Pac-12 is, how, how, how everyone plays. You know. All right, thanks, John. Yeah, for sure. All right, Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, John. Uh, was curious, you touched on it just very briefly there, but um, when you were at USC, when was the time when you started to think that things weren't working the way maybe you had thought they were going to work out? and and, and what were the other things that kind of led you into the idea that, that maybe leaving USC was going to be the best option for you? Uh, honestly, probably like halfway through the season. Um, I mean, I wasn't getting the minutes that I wanted, obviously. But I mean, I was still in practice working hard every day, trying to get some, trying to get some tick, but it just never came around. So uh, me and my mom finally came to the decision after the season that was best to find somewhere uh, better, and then I came to Washington. Now, you, you said, obviously, you've mentioned the reasons why Washington was the best fit for you and coming home and what have you. But was it obvious to you at the time that if you were going to leave USC that Washington was maybe the only place you were going to look, or were there other viable options for you at the time? Uh, there was other options at the time. Um, I was looking at a couple other schools in the Pac-12, like um, when White, White King Jones was still at Cal, um, I was looking at – St. John's and a couple of schools in the Midwest, but I finally just decided that Washington was the best fit for me. And also, lastly, just hearing Coach Hot talk that that now you guys are maybe doing some other things offensively that are a little different than than maybe what you guys had done last year. Um, does that excite you, or does it frustrate you knowing that you you came back, you had a whole year to kind of absorb everything mentally, and now all of a sudden you're kind of going through another switch? Uh, no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're doing that. It's play a lot faster. Just like, I mean, obviously coming from Garfield, we play, we're a fast team. So um, I'm excited for the new, new style of play that Coach Hobb got for us. Thanks, Rob. Yes, sir. All right, we got time for about two or three more. So I'm going to go to Tony and then Cam Grinnells. 
Hey, Jerron, what's uh, practice like compared to last year? I know you're able to practice a little bit pre-pandemic. What's what's practice like now with some of the restrictions you have in place? Uh, I think now that we have the testing, it's getting back to normal. But um, just as a whole, we're we're doing the whole face mask thing. Obviously, we couldn't touch we couldn't touch for like we we're doing all the summer workouts and couldn't touch. So it was definitely different coming back into practice, getting back used to. Um, just feeling a bump or two. So uh, I think overall the practice is going good. Uh, we're working way harder. Uh, I think that we're starting to build chemistry early. So I'm happy. And being local, um, you know, once people are able to come watch you, I wonder how excited you are to play in front of some friends and family and, and also wonder what you're studying at the UW. Right. Uh, no, I'm super excited for sure. When this, um, when all this stuff clears up uh, and fans can come, I'm going to be, I mean, super excited to not only play at home, but here at Washington. And uh, I'm, I'm studying American ethnic studies. I think I'm going to do um, African-American studies. All right. And then Kim Grinnells, go ahead. Hey, is a defensive player. Who are some of the tough matchups on the other offensive side of the ball that uh, we can look forward to seeing this season? Right. I mean, shoot. Uh, obviously, Hamir Wright, I mean, with his shooting capabilities and versatility, he's a, I mean, heck of a player. Um, I mean, Nate Roberts, obviously, big man that I have to guard is like Nate Roberts, Tamir, and um, Riley, um, which all have, you know, great basketball ability. So uh, I'm excited. Playing the zone, where's your most comfortable? Out front, down below, where's your comfort level? Um, as in for what, for a defensive aspect? Yeah. Uh, I mean, wherever coach wants me, honestly, wherever, wherever I need to go. Thanks, Jerron. All right, Dan Rayleigh, we got time for one more. Jerron, did, did you have a chance to come to Washington straight out of high school? And if you did, why, why didn't you come the first time? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, obviously I did have, I got offered my freshman year and, uh, I think that, um, I didn't, I didn't stay because I, I honestly just wanted to get out of, get out and go try something new. Um, well, for USC with Kevin Porter and Elijah Weaver, obviously I had, I had known them before going in. and We all talked going into it. And, I mean, that's how I kind of ended up there with the coaching staff and all. But, um, yeah. All right. Thank you, Jerron. Uh, up next will be Jeremy Lamb. All right, so we're going to start with Lauren. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Jamal, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Um, so we heard Mike Hopkins talk a little bit about kind of switching up the offense uh, this season. What are the differences, and how are you kind of liking the, the change? Uh, well, this year we're um, more guard-oriented. So, like, we're not going to – we are, like, thrown into the post, but not as much. So it's a lot more drive and kicks and catch and shoots and – more uh, like guard oriented, basically, yeah. Uh, how are the, you got three new guys, you got some transfers, how's everybody yeah. kind of fitting in with this group? They look good, you know, they, they look really good. They can shoot really well, handle the ball really well, play defense, they're gonna, they're gonna help us a lot out there, hopefully. Um, and you had Quade, who's who had to sit out last year and is now back. How has he kind of handled everything and what's it like looking forward to a season, uh, having him on the floor again? Yeah, he he has a bulletproof mind. I like to say he he's out there, relentless, cheering us on, helping us however he can. And well, that that was last year. So now he's just being the leader. He is the point guard. He is just wonderful player. We can't wait to have him this season. Thanks, Jamal. Of course. All right, Percy, go ahead, Percy. Hey there, Joe Jamal. What's up? Hey, I just in terms of your sort of uh, man, you've had uh, this roller coaster of a career from your freshman year. Um, <laughs> uh, you're a freshman on a, a team that finishes first in the Pac-12. You guys go to NCAA tournament. Then your sophomore year, finish last in the Pac-12. And yeah. you have a losing record. Just what is the, the mindset of this year's team as you've kind of seen, obviously, both ends of, of that spectrum? Um, just coming out every day and um, just being um, more as a team out there and not relying so much on our talent that we had last year. I think that's what kind of hurt us 
relied a lot on our talent and not just played as hard as we could and just ran what we needed to run to, to win games. So I think that's what, that's what we're focused on, on more this year. You know, and then and just in terms of you personally, you know, you've been everywhere. Like you've kind of been that, that plug-and-play player that they can sort of put here and there. Yeah. Has that, you know, I could argue sort of both sides of that. Like has that helped you? I mean, obviously it makes you versatile and it gets you yeah. on the court. But are you able then to just zero in and just zone in on this is what I do, this is what I own, I got this part of it, and I, you know, can improve that way? Yeah, I, I feel like, that, yeah, they like you said, they, they made me put it, they put me in so many different spots to make me, as you said, uh, versatile. But I feel like just me just getting better, shooting, playing off the ball, just going to the rim, just being better, it'll be just, it was help, help the team out a lot more. So, yeah, playing the two or the three, wherever, wherever they want me, want me, I think is more of my role this year. So, yeah. Any, you know, any, um, any sort of personal goals that you have for yourself this season? Uh, honestly, just to be better than last year. We we had so much talent, and it hurt losing all those games. And I'm a winner. I love to win. And that's just what, what I came here to do. So that, that's, my, that's my plan. Win every game we can, and hopefully that's every game. And just as last thing from like me here, just, um, um, you know, as you sort of take a look at your team, obviously it's early. What's the identity of this team, and who are the leaders? I feel like the identity of this team is just relentless. We're going to go at everybody, and uh, we have that chip on our shoulder this year as we like. I feel like we didn't have as much last year, and uh, just going at everyone we see out there on the court and beating everybody. And our uh, leaders are, I don't know if we have, there, there's, there's quite a few. But uh, I feel like me, my, me, Quade, uh, Nate, the old, just the older guys who've been here are kind of the leaders out there that help help us talk. But that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I right hear. Awesome, Jay. Thank you. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go to Tony Castricone. Hey, Jamal. Uh, what inspired the frosty tips? They look good. <laughs> well, uh, over a quarantine, uh, I just wanted to dye my hair, so I. Actually, when I first had it, it was all blonde, the whole thing. So, uh, and it just grew out now. So, I just always wanted to do it, and I had time, so I said, let's do it. Hopefully only pandemic for a while, so that's uh, <laughs> a perfect time to do it. Hey, yeah. um, going back to Percy's talk about identity of the team, uh, kind of curious, your freshman year, you have all these seniors around you, and then last year you had all these newcomers, and many of them are gone. Yeah. And, and now you're, you're kind of playing with your third completely different batch of guys out there. I, I just wonder how is this year's team similar to some of the ones you've played with so far and, and how is it unique and different? Uh, I feel like it's similar because I've uh, – it's similar because we – like you said, we have a lot of new people and I've been used to playing with a lot of new people each year. I think that's the similar part. And what's different is I think – well, compared to last year, we like I said earlier, like we had a lot of talent, and I feel like we relied on that a lot. And we're not going to rely so much on the talent we have because we have amazing talent. But we're not going to rely on that so much and just being relentless and being um, just stronger, stronger willed, and str a better mind out there and just bulletproof mind, as I like to say. So, anything changed for you now that you're one of the upperclassmen, one of the leaders? Uh, what how's that changed for you? Uh, just want to talk more be a leader out there helping guys through it we have a few new new guys so just having them um just ready when, whenever they get a chance to play mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Quade, just was curious. Uh, Jamal, he, he said that you have a bulletproof mind. That's what he called it. Uh, when you hear something like that, what's the first image that kind of conjures up in, in, in your head? 
Uh, I just block all the negativity out. Just focus on the team, really. That's one thing. My biggest key is right now being a leader and a captain on our team. I just got to block everything out, good or bad. Just focus on what we need to focus on. And Coach Hawk talked about how you've been able to kind of take what happened last year on board and turn it into the more, one of the more productive times that you've had here. What, what was the most important thing for you in terms of turning it into something that could have been a negative into a, into a positive for you? Uh, just like Jamal said, just having a bulletproof mindset, really. Just not taking no negativity. And just, just taking it and flipping it to some good ideas and good and good energy. That's all. I messed up last year, and this year is a whole new year. So I got I got another another thing coming for everybody. Well, and my last question, with that in mind, Coach Hop is also kind of talking you up a little bit, bigging you up a little bit in terms of thinking that you might be one of the best point guards, not not just in the West Coast, but out in the country. And what's it going to take for you to take that next step? Oh man, just being aggressive every game and every practice, really holding my team accountable, holding myself accountable. And that's all it really comes to, because I want to be the best point guard in the country by the end of the year. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, Percy, you're up next. Go ahead. Hey there. Just um, um, how did you sort of get mentally process last year or just sort to get through that? Uh, just taking that ne- negativity, like I said, and turn it to a positive, really. Uh, then when I when I get out when I got out for half the year, I trained my body and trained my mind. Like, don't worry about nothing. Is you always gonna have a next year. And then next year it came, here, here it is. Did you um, ever get down on yourself at all? Or did you ever question any of it, you know, like, like how, did, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Well, of course you got down on yourself when it first happened, but you can't, can't let that determine what you, what you want to be later in life, really. What, can, what, what don't break you, make you. Were you bummed at the fact that, that you know, just the, the how the team was going and the impact that you had on it and, you know, it just seemed like your absence correlated everything. Yeah, I let the team down last year badly with that with academic and eligible stuff. I let the team down very. It was it was a I never been in low low in my life ever than how it was last year. But now I got a new slate, new team, better team, and we ready to go now. Hey, you know, to just to to even say that is it cathartic in a sense? And like, did you have to say it to the players and just to even sort of get past that to maybe. I don't know, was trust lost and then trust re-earned or like uh, anything um, like that? I already knew I was beating myself up every day. Every day I was beating myself up. So they ain't really, they just looked at me, they already know what it was. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, Quade. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Quade. Hello. Um, so last year, I mean, we still saw you around the team trying to pump them up, coaching, stuff like that. How did you try to make sure that you were still – I guess, around and helping in the ways that you could? Uh, just being a voice, extension of the coach, really. Knowing I was a point guard and I, and I got out ineligible, but I was still the leader of the team, really, using my voice, really. How much of that focus was on kind of the younger guys who were trying to take on that point guard role, and how did you kind of help them to fill uh, in? Uh, they was new to it, really. Everybody learned. When I came to college, I was new to it, too. So I had to learn, I had to listen, and I had to do all the other stuff, too, to, to really understand what the point guard sacrifice and what it is, like what it needs to be. And I just, just held my voice accountable. I told Marcus and Raekwon and Elijah, this guy used their voice, and they did some somewhat good of a job. We just couldn't execute sometimes. What did you kind of, I guess, learn from that whole experience, and how are you carrying yourself differently heading into this year? Uh, I'm more mature now, more mature now. I, I can't do the things I used to do back when I was earlier on in college. I'm way mature now. I'm a senior now, so I'm holding myself way more accountable than I ever did in life. All right. Thanks, Quade. All right, Kim Reynolds, go ahead. Hey, Quade, when you first heard that Hop wanted to play a little bit faster, you know, what was your reaction? Are we going to see a little bit more unleashed version of Quade? Uh, we just got to see, man. It's a long season. You're going to have to see. We, we got a pretty good offense, though. We're all five guards out, dribble drive, uh, getting open shots, getting, creating transition fast breaks on defense, and our two threes getting, is a lot better than what it was last year. Because everybody's a veteran there. Everybody really pretty much know what to do and know the areas they need to cover. And that's pretty much going to determine what our office needs to be. Can you give us your best pandemic Mike Hopkins story? Nah, we don't got nothing right now. He ain't do nothing too well yet. <laughs> he ain't do nothing crazy yet. But this, this whole pandemic thing is a learning, learning experience for the team, really. You can see, see who really grinding and who not. And our whole team been grinding. Thanks, Quentin. Yeah. All right, Tony Crown, go ahead. I got to say, just listening to you, you sound resolute. You sound bulletproof mentally. Um, 
how much work have you put into to getting there? Oh, man, I had, I had to break myself down to get back up, really. Like last year, I broke myself down during the half of the season. And as soon as the summertime came, after the season, I built myself back up. And that's how much, really, pretty much my, my confidence came about just now. And it's always in the gym, 24-7, twice a day, three times a day, going out, running at 7 o'clock in the morning, doing the whole, the whole thing. That's the physical side. I wonder, relationally, who, who did you lean on? Who were maybe some mentors? What, were there any books you read? What, what else helped you develop this mindset? Uh, pretty much watching motivational quotes, really. I, when I'm late night in the house, every time in, in nighttime, I watch motivational stuff. Then, then I watch him, Floyd Mayweather, LeBron, Kobe. I watch a lot of motivational stuff. So and while I'm doing that, I'm doing my push-ups, sit-ups, my, my yoga treatments. I'm doing everything. That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Dan Rayleigh, go ahead. Hey, have you been kind of marooned out in the West Coast since you got here because of this pandemic, or have you had a chance to go home to Philadelphia? Oh, I had a chance to go home when the pandemic hit. It was out there for, for a good five months that we came back. We started, started back up, so I'm accustomed to it now, though. I, I, I didn't even want to go home. I wanted to stay out here. All right, Larry Stone, go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering how the pandemic and the COVID has added to the challenge of getting ready for the season. You know, you had a quarantine, everything was shut down. There was some question about whether there was even going to be a season. You know, how did everybody handle that? Oh, everybody handled it correctly, really. Everybody came back in shape. Everybody came back mentally ready and physically ready. So pandemic was just a plus for us, really, to get even more, get even more confident in ourselves and our team and get better for our personal selves, too. <laughs> There's a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.